This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Rory Action Series. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. Apologies that yesterday's was at 9. Blame StreamYards. It's completely not my fault, but uh, I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well and ready to get up to date after Arsenal confirmed yet another signing. I mean, we're stepping up the shirt game. This is this is what Vinny has asked for. This is all down to Vinny. Those that don't know Vinny is one of our members in the chat box. If you'd like to become a member and help support the channel, information in the description. And Vinny said, every time we sign a player, I've got to gradually step up the shirt game. It's going to get quite expensive. I have a horrible feeling. So this is this is kind of, this is low level tier. It's a nice shirt. Don't get me wrong. But it's low level tiers to the craziness that we can get to. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens if we sign some crazy players a little bit later on in the window. Um, good morning to Sean, who did indeed get in there first. Congratulations. Manu, good morning to you. Uh, exams are done back again. Congratulations on finishing your exams. And I best of luck, of course, with your results. Hope they go fantastically well. Damien, Anthony, Brad, Ian, Aditya, good morning, guys. Connor, Stefan, uh, Daz, good morning. I uh, hope you're all good. Hope you're all well. Modern Guna, Olu, Matt G, Tony, Rich, Carnu, Trag. Hope you're all doing good, guys. Clive Bunting, uh, Guna Boy, Guna Jake and Noel, good morning to all of you. Hope you're doing well. Without further ado, let's crack on with today's stories. As always, please do go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. Link is in the description. Uh, you can make sure that you go and check out the uh, the channel. Uh, I do a lot of work over there with the likes of Chris Davison and Bailey Keogh and Umar Chowdhury as well. So make sure you're over there and checking out all the content. There'll be a show at 10 a.m. I wasn't on yesterday's 10 a.m. show, even though I said I was going to. There's a reason why I wasn't, which I'll talk about in a second. I know there are people leaving comments saying, where's Tom? Well, I'll tell you why. I wasn't there in just a second as we go through our stories. We kick off with telling you to go and watch the tactical breakdown on Lissandro Martinez that we did yesterday with the help of We Talk Ajax. It's a really informative show looking at the Argentinian defender that can play at both left back and in defensive midfield. Um, one of the things that came out from the show is that his left back abilities maybe aren't as well stated as, as what's been discussed online. Um, but in fact, his defensive midfield qualities stand out beyond anything and perhaps... With no Yuri Tillemans, 
Lissandra Martinez may be seen as a potential versatile midfield option for the Gunners next season. Let's wait and see what indeed does end up happening. Now, Lucas Torreira has interest growing from all around Europe and Galatasaray are the latest team to have a, uh, an interest in the young Uruguayan. I say young, mid-20s. I like to say young because as a 27-year-old, I'd like to think 27 is young. You're going to tell me in the chat box it isn't. I understand. But Lucas Torreira, young, 20, mid-20s player, uh, of course, joined Arsenal quite some time ago, looking like he'll leave this summer. Roma and Lazio are interested. But specifically, um, what we're looking at now is, is the potential to see probably other teams come in for the likes of Torreira. So let's see how this one moves. Now, I told you that I wasn't on the show yesterday morning, but I was busy writing up an exclusive for Football.London regarding Sambi Lokonga. Came in some, inf uh, some information yesterday that I reported that despite all the talk of a loan, the talk that we even discussed on yesterday's show about uh, Burnley and, and company being at Burnley and is Lokonga going to go uh, on loan? The, my understanding is that no, um, that he isn't. This comes directly from the players' camp. He's not interested in going on, on loan at the moment. Of course, later on down the window, say he doesn't get any minutes at the start of the season maybe that will change but as of right now the intention is for Lukonga to stay he wants to stay there's no intention for him to leave alone and uh, he will be with the club it seems next season so if you're a fan of Lukonga like I am I'm very pleased I want to see him play and I want to see him getting more minutes on the field and I think he's good enough I don't think he should be going down to the championship to get a loan I think he should be pushing on and trying to get as many minutes as feasibly possible let's move on to our next story uh and gabriel jesus uh there is confirmation around kind of wage promises uh supposedly attached to any potential contract for gabriel jesus it could be that he will earn upwards of 16 million euros a season if arsenal end up qualifying for the champions league next year uh, a really big incentive to try and push arsenal towards that and to get maximum potential and goals out of the player Let's wait and see what indeed happens with this one. But it's going to be very interesting indeed if Gabriel joins what kind of wage he is on in regards to kind of the setup of the whole club. Because obviously there's a lot to think about. You've got players like Bakaya Saka trying to agree a new contract that could be really high. Um, and then you've got players like, I don't know, Smith Rowe that's still on a fairly minimal wage despite signing a brand new contract ever so recently. So where he fits into the, the scheme of the wage bill of the club is going to be an intriguing one to find out about. And the deal remains close, of course. Now, the big story is, according to The Athletic, uh, the bid from Arsenal, the first bid for Rafinha has come in. Arsenal have made their first offer officially to Leeds United. Uh, and as expected, it is well below the asking price that Leeds are after for the Brazilian international. It's thought that Arsenal, of course, will go back in with another potential offer but we're not expecting um, this to be one that gets resolved quickly. I know there was a report from Goal in Spain saying it could be closed as early as this week. That doesn't look likely. Leeds wants something close to 60 million euros for this guy, which is probably around the 45 million pound plus bonuses figure. That's what I suggested it was to a few friends of mine in our TGT WhatsApp group. I think it would be 45 plus bonuses to get it done. But at the moment, unfortunately, that doesn't look like that's going to be happening. And that is all the stories other than a very special one about Fabio Vieira that we're going to discuss after this short break. Now, Fabio Vieira has joined Arsenal on a five-year contract. He becomes the club's second signing of the summer after Marquinhos. Matt Turner is expected to be the third of the summer. Really exciting stuff. 
for Arsenal. Uh, there's lots of information flying about. And uh, I actually released a piece on London yesterday kind of explaining the reasons why this was able to be kept quiet and how Arsenal were really trying to work on keeping more of their deals quiet. Effectively, um, I'll give you, obviously, the pieces in the description. If you go onto my page on London, you can read it over there. But in short, Arsenal are putting strategies in place to try and restrict the amount of information that is getting out um, into like the ether and they're trying to keep deals as quiet as feasibly possible so that they don't alert other possible um, competitors to the signing of Fabio Vieira as an example. And we managed to get that deal done very, very quickly and very, very quietly indeed. Now, what's really good about this deal is that actually he's earning a very low wage. He's only on about £25,000 per week, which means he comes in at one of the lower end of the wage bill for the club, gives you lots of um, wiggle room in regards to uh, contract renewals further down the line, depending on what he ends up doing for the club. Um, Edu spoke about him really interestingly, talking about how we haven't really got a player of Fabio's style. Uh, he's absolutely right. You know, we don't have someone that plays creatively on the last man. Martin Odegaard's the closest we probably have to that, but his new role has taken him slightly deeper in the midfield. We expect that Fabio Vieira could play with Martin Odegaard if we wanted him to. Um, so that's really interesting in regards to the possibility of signing someone of his quality. It gives us something very, very different. Um, which is nice because we want to see variation. We want to see different options and we want to see someone that can play as close to the forward line as possible to give them the best chance of scoring. So I look forward to seeing what Fabio can do for the club. Um, and we should never let the size of a player put us off. Sam Love, uh, Sam Lowe, sorry, in the chat box says Fabio is small, but have you seen this boy's ball control and has got great potential? Yeah, he's very, very exciting. Really um, looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the team next season. When has ever Santi Cazorla let us down because of his height? Never. So I don't expect that to happen with Fabio either. Now, the other thing that came from this conversation was, of course, Edu's conversation with Arsenal.com. He spoke about the state of Arsenal's transfer window, told us that he's quite excited. Yes, that word, returning once again to the Arsenal vocabulary, telling us to, about the excitement that we're expecting. That it did seem as though in the next few weeks, Edu is going to be very happy and, and working hard to get um, kind of the business of um, Rafinha, Gabriel Jesus, Lissandra Martinez, all of these types of players that we've been linked to, trying to get as many of them done as feasibly possible. Um, and to be honest, I, sp I think he spoke really well. I wouldn't expect him not to, you know, uh, they have full editing control over these videos and maybe there's multiple takes, etc. But, you know, I was very encouraged by the words he came out to say. And I am excited about the window, you know. The possibility of signing Marquinhos, Matt Turner, uh, Fabio Vieira now, and then going forward to move on to players like Gabriel Jesus, Rafinha, Alessandro Martinez, and maybe a central midfielder. I don't think it's going to be Tielemans, unfortunately, but maybe someone like Fabio Ruiz, who I've seen some whispers about recently. That strikes me as a mentally good window and a really exciting one at that. And when you consider like what the options were in attack last season, you know, Bamiang and Lacazette really weren't doing it across the season in the half season that Bamiang had, and Ketia came in towards the end. The fact that we can now add Fabio Vieira, the fact that we can add um, Rafinha, Gabriel Jesus, these guys to the attack of our team, what a significant step up like this is. What a serious step up that is from what we've been having at the club before. It's a huge move forward. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what we do in the rest of this window. I'm looking forward to seeing what goes on at the club 
with the remaining uh, weeks and months, hopefully just weeks, because I'd like to see the majority of our business done before pre-season, before the first game of the pre-season starts. It may not be realistic. I don't think it might be for Rafinha, but I know that Rafinha wants to sort his his, um, his future out as soon as possible. So who knows? Uh, Arsenal are third, it said, in his list of preferences, Rafinha. He's got Barcelona and Chelsea ahead of Arsenal, and then Spurs come fourth. But who knows? Maybe Arsenal can get the deal done. I'm not one that subscribes to the whole... You know, if, if if Arsenal aren't above Barca and Chelsea in a list of priorities, but I wouldn't go and sign him. You know, if he's got if he's open to moving to Arsenal and Arsenal can get that deal done, we're getting a top class player. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Bra says, where are the world class players he promised? Um, I think obviously players like Gabriel Jesus, Rafinha, these are of a level that we would be bringing into the team that take us forwards. It's a step up in the level of players that we've been linked to. And ultimately, world-class players just really aren't out there at the moment to actually go and get. You know, there aren't... If, if we, I think we talked about this in a show the other day. Midfielders, I look at Milinkovic-Savic. Forwards that are available that are moving this window, Robert Lewandowski. But it's unlikely that Arsenal are going to go and get these guys. So... The world-class experience that he was talking about, I don't think necessarily they're out there right now. Um, but we are looking to get players as close to that or as uh, with potential to become world-class that certainly uh, Rafinha and Gabriel Jesus are. I mean, when we did our tactical breakdown show about Rafinha, the guys at the One Leeds fan channel described Rafinha as, as world-class. Now, they are biased, of course. But, you know, it's it's just an opportunity to sign some really good players. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, happens between now and the end of the window. Uh, let's go into the chat box and your questions. I'm really excited to see what you guys are going to be asking after we take our second short break of the show. Okay, then let's jump into the chats and see what you guys are on about. Martin says, step up, really, a 22-year-old uh, Portuguese player who's less experienced than Laconga. Hey, eh? <laughs> Hold on, are we comparing Fabio Vieira and Laconga? They're completely different players. Um, I mean, for instance, you've got Fabio Vieira that's played uh, Champions League football, that's now won, I think, what, back-to-back Portuguese league titles. So I'd say he's less experienced than Laconga. Might even be a little bit of a stretch. Certainly in a Premier League level, he is. Um, but uh, that's a bit of a harsh comment, to be fair. Um, what's the what's the new on Yuri Tillemans, Joe? I'm sorry, but Yuri Tillemans does not look like it's going to be happening. Um, it's just it's just not. It's Arsenal have kind of called their interest, as we know. But to be honest, it doesn't seem that there is any likelihood of that until maybe the end of the window, if we haven't sorted out that position. I don't think it's going to happen at this stage, which is a real shame because it looked at one point that it it could it could really happen and that there was a real opportunity to get that deal done. But for reasons, it, it hasn't. Uh, and Tillemans looks like he will not at this stage, at least. I'm not closing the door entirely, but at this stage, at least, I'm not looking at it. Uh, Charlie says, we are going for De Jong and are trying to hurry Barca up with the RAF bid. Uh, I have heard nothing in regards to Arsenal trying to go for Frankie de Jong. They want a really, really high price for him. I'd be shocked if we ended up getting Frankie de Jong this summer. Um, King says, Tom, will uh, will you wear an all-white shirt if we buy a Rafinha? I suppose it is the complete opposite to black, uh, which is what I usually wear. So maybe that's the ultimate opposite to my usual wear. But uh, now I think we've got to go crazy shirt, King. I think we've got to go crazy shirt, to be fair. 
Uh, Vinny says, for me, Jesus and Rafinha vastly improve uh, us. However, how would we cope if Jesus and Eddie got injured? Um, it's a good question because we don't really have that third option in the team. I suppose maybe we go to more of kind of a false nine in, in the sense of having someone like Rafinha, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, you know, these types, they could probably back up. We don't know what's going on with following Balogun for next season either. So all of that is still to be decided, uh, ultimately. Clive in the chat box, thank you for joining me, my friend, uh, says, uh, is the back three on the table? I'm wondering if late season's implosion may see us use that system more stay away from home and I think actually Lissandro Martinez's links Clive fit into this you know he's a player that plays very expressively very progressively out from the back and if we are going to get him in I don't see him you know rotating week in week out with with Gabriel and I think that both of them could play together I think Gabriel doesn't necessarily suit the left-sided centre-back of a back three I think he suits the, the middle sweeper position of that back three a lot more so I think Martinez on the left-hand side Ben White on the right-hand side or Saliba on the right-hand side or any of those combination of players, they work really, really well. So I think that it's definitely an option for Arsenal next season. When we go to the big places away from home, I think it's definitely something that we can use. And we've used it successfully. You know, we've been to Stamford Bridge and won with a back three. Um, we need to go to places like Anfield and the Etihad and try and do that again and frustrate the opponents. And I think if we bring in someone like Lissandra Martinez, we've got a lot more scope. The issue is the right-sided wing-back slot. You know, Tomiyasu can't play wing-back. You could argue maybe Saka could. I know Cedric's better in that role, but Cedric, for me, if you go into those places, just strikes me a bit of a weak link. Uh, Tierney certainly can. I have no issues with that. But uh, maybe this is where Brook Norton Cuffey's development comes through and we can see something special in him. But see, playing Brook Norton Cuffey away at Liverpool does seem a bit crazy right now. Uh, Harge says, does Rafinha possibly coming in mean Saka might be moved to a right wing to a left attacking midfield? I, I think that this is a possibility. Saka moving to either left wing or adding into the midfield. He has played in midfield for Arsenal. I remember a game away at Leicester that he played really well in midfield. Uh, I think it's his versatility obviously plays into this. I think we've got options to use Saka as kind of an attacking midfielder if Rafinha does indeed come into the team and gives us something. And yes, Clive, Cedric does need to go, but he's not going anywhere this summer. The club are happy with him. The club are happy with those options. They are focused on other positions, but hopefully we see Brook Norton Cuffey, um, BNC, uh, as we can call him, um, coming through and pushing Cedric out of the way. That's what I want to see. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, if we don't get Zinchenko, uh, we don't get Tillemans, would you accept Zinchenko? Yes, I think Zinchenko is a really good alternative to Tillemans. If you watch the way Zinchenko plays the Ukrainian national team, it is there's a lot of similarities to more of an attacking midfielder, which is unsurprising because he obviously came through at Shakhtar the next playing in an attacking midfield role. I really like the profile of Zinchenko. He gives us versatility. He gives us creativity. He gives us quality. He gives us progression. I would love to see someone like Zinchenko come into the team. I think it does gives us more um, than what we've already got. So let's wait and see what happens with now Tielemann seemingly being off the table. Uh, Weedy says, of all the players linked to Arsenal right now, excluding Jesus, which do you think we will actually bid for as right? We have bid for none of them. Uh, we've bid for Rafinha. Um, the first bid has gone in uh, for Rafinha. It's been, it will be rejected. It's expected to be rejected because it hasn't met their evaluation. But we have bid um for uh, Rafinha so that is the answer to your question uh, Neil says priority positions are not yet addressed young prospects assigned will not be 30 million could have added to bring in an additional striker um I think obviously Jesus is seen as a priority forward 
uh, to bring in uh, in regarding another striker on top of that. I doubt we will move for one. I've said in the past that I would maybe be open to seeing if we can bring someone as a second striker, like a target man striker on loan towards the end of the window to give us a different option off the bench. Maybe there'll be opportunities in the end of the window. You have to remember that what is available now is not the same as what's available towards the end of the window. Sometimes dominoes have to fall first before some players become available. Um, so I'm not surprised to see these types of deals quiet in certain positions. The Tielemann situation has certainly pushed back that uh, timeline for that area in the window, unsurprisingly. So uh, Reese says, will Patino go out on loan? There's no rumours about him going out on loan. Um, there's been none whatsoever. The club don't seem to feel as though he would. If they get some good offers for him, maybe. But right now, it's not something that has, has been on the table. Uh, Ayat says, getting Lissandro is far more important than getting a left central midfielder because he can cover the DM position. What's this over-exaggeration on Jacker being poor? Ayat, I think, is spot on. I think Martinez can be that player that can come in and ultimately cover in that position. So I think there's definitely plenty uh, of versatility about his game. That means he could cover there if we needed him to. Uh, Diallo says, why would we put in a bid that we blatantly know will be rejected? Why... Uh, why not push the limit? Um, it's a good question because, to be honest, I can't really give you a big answer. I suppose the only answer is that they're aiming to get lucky. They're aiming to um, try and get a lower bid. But I agree with you. Like The expectation is that this is the valuation. You've bid this much. It's going to get rejected. Why do it? I agree with you. I can't. There's no defense for it. I don't know why you would. Just, you know, I suppose it's about building up, working upwards. But uh, just it's just not for me. It's just not acceptable. Uh, Venkatesh says, Tom, have you seen Statman Day's recent Arsenal video? He mentioned about a number of left-footed players we have, but do you believe we should have a balance, or is it fine with left-foot dominance? No, I, I think there's a point to this. Uh, I think that having too many left-footed players can be a problem, and that's why if we were to say move from Tielemans to Fabian Ruiz, I think there's an there's there's an argument that it could still be a little bit of an issue because he's another left-footed player coming in. I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see. Craig Beatty says it's called negotiating. I understand negotiations, Craig, don't get me wrong. But when you put in an official bid that is well below the valuation, sometimes I don't think there's all that wrong in questioning why. Why wouldn't you go maybe uh, to an offer that wouldn't get outright off offhand rejected and maybe be a little bit more tempting to the club with add-ons and stuff like that? rather than going down the route of low-balling it completely. Uh, Manu says, will you try to get out to Germany for the preseason games? I don't think that's going to happen at the moment, mate. I'm sorry. I think, hope, it's my best opportunity to see Arsenal play. I don't think we're going to be able to get out, unfortunately, at this stage. Um, but uh, it should still be a good training camp for Arsenal, and the Nuremberg game should be a good measure of some of the players' qualities. Uh, Mel says, is it true Saliba will be considered as homegrown? Yes, it is. Uh, I know Martinelli uh, will, but Saliba's case is a bit weird since he's never been at our club for long. Yes, because he's actually technically been at an English club for three years. So since 2019, 2020, 2021, through all those seasons, he's been an Arsenal player, just been on loan. So yes, he will count as a homegrown player from next season. Um, let's go to Ian who says it forces our competitors to show their hand maybe, but if anything, it's only going to, it's only going to push other competitors to maybe bid more or compete more or, you know, these types of things. So it's, it's an interesting scenario. As we said, there's so much, there's so many different facets of transfers. It's very difficult to 
understands all the ins and outs of, of what happens. Cass says, just seeing the Alexis Sanchez rumours, just suppose Jesus isn't signed, would Sanchez be an option? No, I, I don't know where or why this has emerged as a potential option. Um, I don't think there's much, if any, at all truth in it whatsoever. Um, Lynn says, especially Tom Rafinha is going to Barca next week, and so we don't lose him, absolutely. But Barca, the thing about Barca is they don't have the money right now. If they sell Frankie de Jong, then I'd start being worried because I think that would allow them to then bid for Rafinha. But there is some rumours that Osmane Dembele might be staying. If Osmane Dembele stays... I don't think they'll go for Rafinha because I don't think they can. You know, his wages would be so significant that they won't be able to. If so, Dembele stays. I think that probably rules out Barca from any race for Rafinha. Uh, who would be the alternative to Rafinha? Probably someone like Cody Gakpo, Musa Diaby, players like this. I think they've got the potential to be the alternatives. Pedro and Chalvez at Sporting as well. Uh, number one lover, Chris, says, you always need to negotiate. I always offer 20. Oh, no, goodness me. Why are you talking about that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, you've told us way too much about your life, Chris. Uh, Mark, uh, as rule says, why don't we go for Frankie de Jong? Good question. Why don't we go for Frankie de Jong? If we've got the money, I would have loved to have seen us go for him. But I think because of all of the possible options uh, that are out there, I think that ultimately he falls away from something that it is possible with what we need to sign in all the other positions. Uh, Troy says, I love the players Arsenal are trying to bring in. Versatile and they can play more than one role. I love it. I love it as well, mate. Uh, Dwayne says, Barca are in the mud. They have begged Dembele not to make a decision yet. Uh, Cyrus says, with all the potential Lissandro signings, we have all the ingredients to play a good five at the back setup. Do you think Arteta will explore this? As Clive asked earlier on in the show, I think it's definitely an option. And we have played back three under um under Arteta so it's definitely definitely an option um John says why wait for other doors to open up we need to not fall around and get Rafinha done before the heavy hitters get involved absolutely I would say we need to be really aggressive with this deal and try and get it over the line as soon as possible we are going to wrap things up there sorry I'm still not 100% recovered I'm getting there but uh, still not 100% there as you can probably tell um, but thank you so much for tuning into the show. I'll be back a little bit later. I know that me and Harry are doing a show over on his channel for the Canton Simu show today, I think around 12.30, lunchtime-ish. So make sure you tune in for that. Make sure you listen to the boys over on the Arsenal at 10 a.m. as well. It's been a genuine pleasure to speak to you guys, as it always is. And I'm hoping to be back this afternoon for another show, um, hopefully a tier list on our wide forwards, which will include the likes of Rafinha and Cody Gakpo. So I know you enjoy those tier list videos. So I'm looking forward to bringing you one this evening. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy it. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there is... 
it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.